0: Welcome to Retro Fanfic Retrospective, the podcast where we dredge up old fanfiction and expose it to the cold, harsh light of 2019. My name is Amato, and with me are... Tori. And Dom. Um, How's everyone doing tonight?
1: We're, we're doing... Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Lot, lot to but how? How do you do? How, oh, how do you do? Yes.
1: Okay, step one you get a pan, heat it up to about 350, uh, get some butter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, is there actually some cooking thing called doing?
1: No, I'm just describing a process. Oh, okay, a process. Fair <laughs> how, enough.
0: It's how to do something. You didn't specify which thing, so.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: we dropped by KumoriCon this morning with the kids, mm-hmm. played some. Uh, what do you call it? Mario three D World in the game room because we don't have a Wii U and probably never will. <laughs> and it's my son's favorite game that like we never actually get to play.
1: What, uh, where is Kumorikon? Downtown Portland. Oh, yep. It alternates too far.
2: though. It's in Vancouver the other years. I don't
0: think it is. It's been in Portland for the past four years. Well, it was. Uh, the, we when went to the original bomb, Yeah, uh, but that was in Eugene.
1: That was in Eugene. Yeah, I was and talking. Was yeah. Tiny. I was just talking with my mom about that because like. Because uh, she she was, like, reading stuff to do in Portland, one of them was KimuraCon, kind of like, yeah, you drove us there once, I think. That was you, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I went about eight years ago, and then again about, like, no, maybe more. But, yeah, I used to alternate between Portland and Vancouver, and I went when it was in Portland, then I went the next year when it was in Vancouver. <laughs> um, it's pretty fun. It's cute. I, it's probably bigger now.
1: <laughs> was it, like, the second or third one where we all came up dressed... As a different ninja, Naruto, na- Naruto ninjas? Yeah, but
0: not specific ones. We were just like... From kind the world, of yeah. From the various tribes. We were yeah.
1: OCs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, except I didn't develop anything about my character. It was like OC costuming, right? Yeah. It was like, I'm going to be a sand ninja. What, what should I uh-huh. wear Yeah. other than my sand headband now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember making those headbands out of like pure lead. I don't remember. It was Ra- like not yeah, great.
1: Ryan made them from pure lead, I think. Ryan
0: made them from lead. Great. That's terrible. Yeah. Well, we, we didn't put them directly on our skin. Or snuff them. They just stay yeah, like, very
1: close to our face for long periods of time. Right,
2: right
0: up against our foreheads. the lead come from?
1: Well, you know. The, the, <laughs> the, the lead store.
0: Yeah, yeah, where you buy your pure lead. I've got to say, looking around at cons like Khan in the cold hard light of 2019, <laughs> um, the cosplay standard of quality is way higher than it used to be back Def- when I was mm. actively cosplaying. Definitely. It's a little intimidating, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you see people in more casual cosplay, too. But the number of people who are just in, like, very good costumes is, uh, there's a lot more of them. Yes.
2: Yeah. Like, that's kind of what I, well, I think it's actually 10 years ago we went to Kimura Co- or, like, 10 or 9. I, uh, the first one, the first one we went to in Portland is the one I remember more. And then I think I went again, like, six or seven years ago. But anyway, point being is that I remember it was very, like, casual, you know? Like, oh, as a con, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, but people, yeah, they weren't, like, fully decked out. Like, people had good cosplay, but it was, like, homemade cosplay. It was, like, you know, we didn't put, like, this and this and this into it like you would at Sakura Con or something, but. Mm, the big leagues, soccer, Yeah, con. exactly. The big leagues, <laughs> or, like, Comic-Con. It was, like, definitely, like, some, like, three or four amazing costumes. Everyone else was, like, this is a pretty good costume. And that's what my
0: costumes always were, pretty good costumes. Well let me stream of consciousness ourselves into our fanfic for today. Back at Halloween, one of like in the local village shopping Halloween trick-or-treating area that we took our kids to, mm-hmm. we saw a family with a themed set of costumes, just like we were. We had Mario theme. They had someone dressed as Aragorn, their spouse dressed as Arwen, and their little kid dressed as Frodo. It was just like this <laughs> tiny little Frodo. That's adorable. It was pretty adorable. Yeah. It was a good set of costumes. <laughs> Which leads us into our topic. We're doing a Lord of the Rings fanfic. One might even say the Lord of the Rings fanfic.
1: But there's like a lot of them. <laughs> we, we, we like Wait. talked about one in a different podcast.
0: Are you sure? I think this might be the only one.
1: Mm-hmm. I, you know, you're the fanfic expert. So if you say it's the only one, then you know, I'm, I'm surprised, but <laughs> I'll believe yeah. it. Uh,
0: it's I do, the most important one. <laughs> I do feel like this fanfic existed at a time on the internet where the only things that existed were this fanfic and all your base.
1: In hamsterdance.com? Oh,
0: hamsterdance, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Those were like the three sites you could go to. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, this is The Very Secret Diaries by Cassandra Clare. It's something that we actually read back in the day when it was coming out. Uh, and I don't remember, how did you learn about things like this on the internet back in 2002? You... Oh, it,
1: it was easy. I, I learned it from you.
0: <laughs> okay, how did I learn about it? <laughs>
1: you,
2: um, when you got on the internet, there weren't really search engines but right. you could now you, you could ask x ask you something ask Jeeves or something yeah, yeah. you could find a website through Vista. certain <laughs> means but then from that website you would find a list of links to other websites and you would just follow link after link after link until you found something
1: although really you'd find stuff in the fan community by finding one good website and then going through the, the rest of the web ring oh
0: the web ring yes yeah. the web ring
1: and whoever yeah. signs the, the guest
0: book Yep, don't don't do too. the next site link, that's a fool's errand. You go to the whole list and then you browse from there. Well, of course.
2: Now, but as I understand about this fanfic, it was published on LiveJournal. That's
0: true, it was on LiveJournal. So it must have been relatively early in the LiveJournal, you know, existence, yeah. 2002. Yeah. But that means there were kind of more social media options at that time of links being passed around. Mm-hmm. Uh, this fanfic, The Very Secret Diaries, it was a pretty big deal, is what we're trying to say. Lots of people read it. It had a Wikipedia article for a little while, which was then apparently removed at some point, some years past. But the Fanlore article is fairly extensive. Uh, I, I like one of the first things that the fan lore article quotes is, The story was mentioned in the fan fiction syllabus of the 2015 Vulture.com essay collection, It's a Fan-Made World, from One Direction to Soderbergh. As one of the ten classics, oh, this is a quote, Quote, 10 classics that cover the history, breadth, and depth of the form.
1: Cool.
0: Uh, so, you know, very serious artistic stuff here.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, t- uh, 2011. That's when the Wikipedia article came down. Okay.
0: I did uh, check out that essay, by the way, and there's a couple things pre-2005 you might want to check out. Uh, apparently, people complained about it for various reasons. One, because anyone will complain about a list of top 10 things written by anyone at any time. And also because it apparently leans really heavily into dude slash, like male-male romantic pairings, which is a big deal in fandom, but it's like they didn't mention Xena, for example, which was like a big, big deal. Uh, We got to Xena before we got to this, (laughs) a little bit, kind of, if you call that Xena.
1: If you write a top ten list and nobody's upset, then this is ten things that everybody agrees is good and doesn't need a list.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right? Everybody knows it. Yeah. True that. I guess that's fair. Oh, Strong Bad would have been on the internet at that point, too.
2: That was the other thing I
0: was thinking, is Five <laughs> yeah. Star Runner.
1: So. And uh, the Legendary Frog uh, flash animations.
0: Legendary Frog flash animations. Ring
1: goes on, ring goes off. ring.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so. also
2: that, that video about the, the cat playing the keyboard and dancing. I'm a cat. I'm a kitty cat. And I dance, 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 and I dance, dance, dance. Uh, (laughs) I
0: never saw that one.
2: Really? Really. Okay, well, our listeners will know what I'm talking about if they're, you know, even remotely tuned into the cultural pulse. Unlike me.
1: I was going to say we're off topic here, but this is retro fanfiction podcast. Talking about old things on the internet is exactly where we're supposed to Mm -hmm. be. (laughs)
0: Pretty much. Just leaning into the retro a little bit here. But talking about the fanfic, this fanfic is, I feel like this is the first time we have read a crackfic, or spamfic, or whatever you would call. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Um, There's a term for this kind of thing, and crackfic is one of the most common. On the Fanlore article, the genre is listed as crackfic.
1: Okay. What's the etymology
0: of that? Um as if the author was on crack cocaine while writing it. Seriously? Yes, that it's in poor taste. Oh, dear. Crack can describe fan works with a fundamentally ludicrous premise or otherwise including a plethora of unbelievable, incredible, or just plain silly elements. That is implying the author slash artist must have been on drugs to produce something so insane.
2: But specifically crack, which I, I do feel like is kind of an annoying cultural joke. It's like, sort of like, who would do crack? It's like, well, poor people. Like, people who don't have access to other drugs. Like Uh, Anyway, point being,
0: moving on. The point being, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, It's a series of live journal posts. Each of them is a journal covering the Fellowship of the Ring, more or less, from the perspective of one of the characters. And the two towers. Yeah, I actually did not know until this read that the author had done any more beyond the fellowship, but they wrote a couple of posts for the two towers. Three. Three. Three is a couple, right?
1: I'm looking at the fanlore.org dot, dot article. What are you looking at, Otto? No, you're <laughs> right. Well,
2: I'm looking at the website, but three is a few
0: as far as a I few. know. No, you're yeah. right. You're correct.
1: And just as a weird like linguistic note, if couple means two and few means three, then why don't we just say two and three?
2: Mm. A <laughs> couple is more of a casual way to say two, in that if you say, I would like to borrow a couple of something, you might borrow more than two.
0: Mm, that's true. Um, if you say, I would like to borrow two. Yes. You're not borrowing three. So it's just the different
2: being
1: different registers of cardinal numbers. <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I think the idea is that you can loosely use a couple to mean two, but you I, I would not... I think it's, you know, if you're unsure if it was two or three, you could definitely say a couple. Like, it would be fine. Mm
0: -hmm. Anyway, there's more than a couple of diary entries. (laughs) (laughs) And who wants to just kind of describe the general tone of these? This this (laughs) is, like,
2: so... uh, In ways, I feel like these are advanced, because I feel like this is, like, a style of writing that is still popular on the internet, like what the author does is use V period to represent very, which I only learned like five years ago to be a thing.
0: Um, I had no idea existed before If we're talking about people being outside the cultural, you know, osmosis context there. I think people have been doing V dot as an abbreviation for very for longer than I guess than they 10. have, but
2: it was a big <laughs> thing on um, Tumblr. Like I learned that when I got a Tumblr, like I guess that was more like six or seven years ago. But yeah. point being is this is older than that. Well, so it, it's very like, it, it reads like Tumblr in a way. It really <laughs> does. But it's live journal, which I
1: guess is pre-Tumblr. Well, it's a casual internet speech. Right. Yeah. Which is somebody who played a lot of, um, like, World of Warcraft and other shooting, shooter, mm. online shooter games at the time. This was how you talked normally.
2: Ah, uh, see, I didn't know, kind of, the origin of, like, using V to represent very or, like, Well, it's conversations, kind of the way
1: they speak. it's conversations in text that you took one second to maybe write. and send Sure, out. sure.
0: So part yeah. of the humor here I think you're touching on is that every character writes the same way in the same tone. <laughs> it doesn't matter whether they are Aragorn or, you know, one of the hobbits or the Dark Lord Sauron or Gollum. Mm-hmm. They all have the exact same, yeah. like, tone and attitude in their writing. Which and that is that is a source of humor. To me, it reads like a Tumblr post. But <laughs> okay. I guess
2: is has an older origin, which is yes, cool I to know. I think we
0: can say fairly definitively that was not the author's intent in 2002.
2: Well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so like, I mean, maybe people are writing like this on Live Journal. I had a Live Journal, but I didn't know that people are writing like this at the time. So it's,
1: it's interesting to know. Well, you've always been very proper English when it comes down to it. That's true.
0: <laughs> Another source of humor is that every single character, basically with no exception, maybe not Frodo, is completely sex-obsessed. That's basically the through line of the whole fanfic.
1: Even referred as a question mark, I think. Uh,
0: Possible
2: exception. (laughs) Well, I think there is a through line, like more than just every character being obsessed with sex. It's the idea that, like, um, not just that the characters are obsessed with having sex themselves, but they're obsessed with who other people who are having sex with each other are like, what
0: sexual happenstance is happening.
2: So it's very, like, social drama, you know, high school
0: drama-ish. Definitely. And part of it is also that basically, like, not basically, every character, pretty, yeah, no, pretty much. Pretty much all the characters are really, like, derisive towards everybody else for being, like, you know, some sex-obsessed pervert, mm-hmm. where their attitudes are exactly the same. And without exception, everyone's just totally, like, uh, what do you call that? hypocritical about it oh yeah yeah
2: it's kind of like being at like you know a a party of like twinks basically like (laughs) everybody's just like catty and going for each other you know but they are secretly attracted
0: to each other secretly or not so secretly depending but yes Yes. Um, everyone also tends to be pretty queer though that's partially a function of there being two female characters in this lineup of, you know, all the characters in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see. It's difficult to talk about the fanfic, and we'll see how long we can keep it up, because mostly it's jokes, and, I mean, we can talk about what worked and what didn't work, I guess, for us.
1: Well, like, these are all written very, um, I say, kinetically, like you go through them really quick and it moves quick mm-hmm. and yeah. the jokes go by quick and it's, like, like I, I said, put some time aside to read this and it was done in like an hour or something. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Um,
1: if that, I, I wasn't timing.
2: <laughs> it doesn't take very long, but there are points because every sentence is like only a couple words. Yeah, some of these, di- um,
1: some of the entries, some of these days are just one or two words. Some of them are just, like, a, a few, few words
0: together. Here's yeah. the very first entry. Mm-hmm. The Very Secret Diary of Aragorn, Son of Arathorn, by Cassandra Clare. Day one. Ringwraiths killed four. Very good. With, you know, a V marking yeah. that. Which mm-hmm. I think is a hilarious line where, like, <laughs> implying that, you know, one ringwraith would be, like, disappointing. and But, you know, four is a pretty good day. That's very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Met up with hobbits. Walked 40 miles. Skinned a squirrel and ate it. Still not king. <laughs> Which is the running joke for Aragorn's section,
2: and I'm familiar with this joke of him saying he's still not king. Because but I, I have
0: mentioned it several
2: times okay. on this podcast. You no,
1: know, it was in our um, in our personal culture, like uh, you, like you, me, and like Tarn, like back in the day, mm. and Galen. Like we we'd throw this joke around all the time. Uh, Probably that. So type. I was gonna say, yeah.
2: like I think before i mentioned on this podcast, it was familiar, but that's definitely got to be the reason. I think maybe Galen was when he brought it to me, but. It is a funny joke, and I think
0: it's also been memed a bit, so. I guess part of the humor also is that every character has one entry, right? But there's these weird things that will come back that you do not expect to come back. (laughs) So, for example, Day 30 in Aragorn's, this is still, like, the very first one. Mm -hmm. uh, In Lothlorien, think Galadriel was hitting on me. Saucy wench. Nice chat with Boromir. He's not so bad. And this is, like, movie references where, like, oh, they had, like, this big heart-to-help heart talk, right? Yeah. Took a shower. Yay. But still not king. <laughs> but then later on in other people's journals, the fact that Aragorn, like, never takes a bath becomes, like, a thing. Mm-hmm. And the fact <laughs> that he finally, like, bathes once in Lothlorien is actually, like, cause for celebration for, like, Mary or someone. <laughs> and, like, you don't expect that to be a thing with your first reading Aragorn's journal, but it becomes one.
1: Yeah, with the, uh... Yeah. Yeah. With the different people's diaries, like some small details in somebody else's diary becomes like a, a elaborate joke in somebody else's diary. Right. Right. Yeah.
2: There's a lot of through lines yeah. through all of these, and they all kind of build on each other. And I I think it works pretty well,
1: actually. And also the fact that there's through lines and these are um, supposed to be first person separate accounts is <laughs> makes it funnier. Well, <laughs> right. For and sure. it
2: makes it more of a story because as you read these, you're building a story because Aragorn's diary basically sets up a lot of things that will continue to be relevant such as aragorn bathing might be minor right but it becomes relevant over and over again and then him being attracted to frodo but he says but you know but sam would would kill him if he tried anything um i don't know if he says it in the first one but every single uh, one every
0: single one some variation on aragorn being super into frodo and Sam will kill him if he tries anything.
1: All of them except for the Theoden one of the two towers. has a reference to Sam killing anybody <laughs> who tries something on Frodo. I guess Theoden has yeah. no
0: way of being up on this situation. That,
1: that was the one they couldn't stretch, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Because they did it for like a
0: Sauron. <laughs> or Ringwraith number five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Aragorn talks about his
2: stubble. He talks about Legolas seeming gay. He talks about a lot of things that continue to be like built upon through lines throughout mm-hmm. all of the journals, which I just think is incredible because because they're from multiple perspectives, it makes them reinforce as truths as well as like kind of building a plot, as it were,
0: which is fascinating.
1: Also letting, letting you decide what's true or not from what the different characters have said.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, to the extent that it matters because it's all just this petty sexual drama. But mm-hmm. you're right, that, that's part of the fun is that like it there is this whole Rashomon thing going on in some of these <laughs> events, except that the events are completely, like, petty shit.
1: I mean, that is a good explanation of what it is, but it's, <laughs> it just seems inappropriate to tie the, the, the two together. <laughs> but yeah, because there's something where, like, um, uh, Pippin and Mary, at, at the end of their journal, say, like, the other one did something. And right. The, and, the, and the next one they said, oh, it was the other one that, that did that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> With Pippin and Mary, I like that in Pippin's journal... Like, Boromir hitting on him and them having some kind of sexual antics at one point is a thing. And then when you get to Mary's, um, Mary's journal, (laughs) there's this whole, like, here's day 19. I'm in bad mood. Boromir called me Pippin at most inopportune time. Pointed out to him that I am Mary and that we have been conducting meaningful relationship for three weeks, but he just laughed and patted my head. Realized he cannot actually tell me apart from Pippin either. I'm doomed to be indistinguishable backup hobbit forever, even in matters of romance. Mm-hmm. I'm considering dramatic haircut, perhaps mohawk of some sort, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny, but what's extra funny is the next entry. Got mohawk, but no one can see it as it is very dark in Mines of Moria, <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. is just a hilarious image imagining like the fellowship events going on in the mines, except that Mary's like, has a mohawk. mohawk yeah. and, like, no
2: one's noticing. <laughs> Yo, that's a hilarious visual, like for sure. And the other hilarious part is, like, Mary being indistinguishable from Pippin (laughs) up to the point where they they can be having sex with someone and they won't be able to tell the difference. Now, I do think that's problematic. I'm not going to just let that lie down. (laughs) We'll get to the problematic parts of this. But point being is that there is a lot of jokes that just, like... They're so perfect, especially for the movie version of this film.
0: Right, because this is very, the very movie based. Story. Yeah, and yeah. watching Fellowship film, as somewhat even vaguely casual, sure, everyone would be like, "Which one's Merry? Which one's Pippin?" Yeah, like in Two Towers, no way, or, or the Return of the King, I should say, no way. But like in Fellowship, yeah, they're like those other two hobbits.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. you, and you have Sam and you have Frodo and you have, uh, you know, <laughs>
0: the other ones. <laughs> yeah, there's more <laughs> hobbits too. Yeah. Um, by the way. Favorite joke is probably Legolas' journal being titled Legolas, Son of Weenus. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, to which Cassandra Clare actually had to respond to multiple fans like being like very aggressively critical of her for saying that uh, she's like Legolas is not the like Legolas's yeah like basically Iron like Th- correcting Ad- her Drill, whatever like, his name it's is like, yes like this hilarious that she even had to say anything it's like yes I know he's not the son of Venus <laughs> I just don't care and it's like yeah obviously he's not like are you kidding me that people took that seriously I know
0: the fact that she had to basically explain the joke <laughs> is like brings down the humor but, it just, really does. but just but yeah. just the sheer like callousness towards what Tolkien cared extremely strongly about of like genealogy and who people's mm-hmm. fathers were and people defining themselves <laughs> by their fathers. Yeah. And like loss having extremely plot relevant, at least in the Hobbit, father, and just like writing him off and being like, oh no, Weenus, whatever. And also the name being weenus, which is innately hilarious. It and, is.
1: And yeah. it's also funny that this is the thing they complain about being inaccurate in right. like, all of,
0: in this whole all of the
1: stories. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's just
2: I almost thought her apology, like, it wasn't even, a, no, it wasn't an apology. It was, like, a, a like, a, yes, I know, stop bothering me about it. Should not have even to mention it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it wasn't necessary because, like, the fact that people were, like, ridiculous enough to think that that silly joke was serious is,
0: like, y'all shouldn't be reading this in the first place. Like, come on.
2: This is all jokes. like. No.
0: What this does touch on is that this is one of those fanfics that's super in communication with the fans while it's coming out. Like, it's not written all at once. She didn't have chapters and then was posting them one at a time. She was writing it, and then there was feedback and response, and she was writing another one, and there was good feedback and response. And, I mean, that's my understanding. And so you see, like, individual ones referencing ideas being taken from someone who she thanks or, you know, being dedicated to different people or like that example of saying like, yeah, yeah, I know, that was just a joke. Stop (laughs) contacting me about it or whatever. And I think that's part of the live journal format, but also just kind of the, you know, young freewheeling fan fiction scene, right? You see a lot of that kind of thing on fanfiction.net too, uh, from the early 2000s of like starting each chapter with Mm. using that part as a kind of reader response section or responding to people's comments or whatever. It's not as strong here as in some of those, but you can definitely see that there.
1: And that's interesting, because like, if this was something that all came out at once and be like, these are the jokes that they liked and they thought they were funny, but obviously they're responding to the, uh, to the fan response.
0: Yes. So that Yeah.
1: So that that's why the humor kind of shifts and goes heavily into different area or kind of same areas, but like more exagger- exaggerated forms. Maybe so. so. That must have been what. Resonated
0: with people. The Aragorn one is quite understated compared to the later ones. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I was going to say that. Like, it kind of seems like, yeah, she got a positive reader response and, like, leaned on the things that got positive responses, such as the jokes about being gay, up until getting into, like, very, uh, like, slash territory here with, like, some explicit sexuality,
1: which is, you know, yeah, that's fine. Because yeah. like, when they do a- Aragorn again later for the Two Towers, the tone is a bit more like the later ones of the Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, yeah. each
0: entry is like three times as long as the average <laughs> entry on the original one.
1: Well, they also extend
2: more and more into the future, thus like creating more of the plot.
1: Well, like this one, like trumpet returned to Deep. Got hugged by Gimli, as if I need to be reminded that his that he is belt buckle height yet again.
2: Oh, yeah, because before it was referenced mm-hmm. yeah. in a previous entry that, like, there was some, you know...
1: Necklace returned to it. me by Legolas. Yay. He muttered something in Elvish that could have been, you're late, or could have been, throw me down and shag me rotten. Not entirely sure which. Must brush up on Elvish, as do not wish to presume. <laughs> Still not king, but too busy keeping up men's morale to brood. Upcoming battle should be a piece of cake, really. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's fun when she takes those very, like, movie-specific lines, like Legolas being like, you're late. Yeah. yeah. Um, Or I remember in in the Saruman entry, like, some of these lines that you just remember from the movie, like, or Gandalf saying, like, he has bred orcs with, crossed orcs with (laughs) goblin men in the caverns below Isengard or something. (laughs) And so Saruman's entry says have crossed orcs with goblin men in caverns below Isengard, like, you know, as a factual statement. Yeah, yeah. Very tedious experience, as orcs and goblin men most reluctant to breed, even with dinner and flowers. <laughs> Next time we'll try something easier, such as breeding goblins and cheerleaders to create super perky army that can travel by day and will not complain about pink uniforms.
2: <laughs> yeah, and it was almost felt like,
0: you know, the author really seized
2: on... Um, like, lines they felt stood out and created Mm -hmm. funny, like, elaborate moments from those. Yeah, Yeah.
1: just how practically weird some of this stuff would be. Yeah, (laughs) it's like a rip
2: track, you know? It's like, uh, like Mystery Science Theater, like what goes on in your head when you hear a line that stands out and the author did this, but like did it in their own narrative, which is incredible to me.
1: And it leads you to imagine a Saruman and a go- goblin and an orc when a red checkered table and he's playing the violin or something. Yeah. There's,
2: there's a lot of imagery here, which is strong. And it's like absolutely the things that you would like riff out when you saw the movie, but like it <laughs> right, creates exactly. the scenery too that yeah. Dom's describing, which is, it's, It's brilliant. It's like
0: riff tracks plus. Yeah. there's. I was prepared to go into this thinking that like, oh, it's just kind of dumb and does not stand up. But what makes it kind of last is this weird touch of intricateness to the whole thing. (laughs) Like this weird lavishing attention to detail or like carefulness Mm -hmm. to this completely absurd dumb sex humor Mm -hmm. and like, you know, internet almost like Creating meme-y type things with these characters.
2: Yeah, and it's got such a throwback tone for like that early slash stuff that's just so <laughs> silly that like, man, this brought me back to my childhood. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> or like my young teenhood. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was
0: funny in two thousand and two or whatever when we read it. 2003. Yeah,
2: because like I, it brought me back to being like thirteen. You know,
1: <laughs> I think the author mentions at one point that like the they started writing this after like looking through looking at all the. uh Lord of the Rings slash fiction. So this is like a comment on the slash fan community. <laughs> like just taken up to eleven. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well it's also and I mean that must have been coming out of the movie, right? Because the movie's what made this really, really big. Yeah. It's very, very strange to think that this started being written in two thousand and two. And they say of the elves came out two years earlier in two thousand. And in (laughs) terms of Lord of the Rings Slash, they could not be more different in their kind of tone and approach.
1: Yeah. I I guess that shows you the difference between the book community and the movie community. (laughs) I think it probably does.
0: I mean, I guess that's part of what makes this work, right? Is that if you're reading the books, you're not thinking about the attractiveness of the characters. And when you're watching Fellowship... It's hard not to notice how attractive all these people are, yeah. you know, hanging out all together, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty in your face that, like, these are very pretty people, like, pretty much everybody.
1: Well, like, I was just looking at my sister's old bedroom. She still has, or, like, there's still, like, stable to the wall a bunch of Legolas bookmarks yeah. set up in a row. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, those bookmarks, there was, like, one character on each side that came out that were, like, in the school libraries and stuff? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. those, exactly. (laughs) My
0: Aragorn slash Arwen one was knocking around for many years. (laughs) But the thing is, it's short, and it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And is there much more to say about it? Uh,
1: They're a fun read. Well, I think think there's more
0: to say about it. Okay, what do you want to say?
1: I mean,
2: like, there's a lot of, like, silly, funny points, like...
0: What's your favorite one that you want to call out, Tori? Man. I'm putting you on the spot.
2: (laughs) There's so many, though. Like, there's this ongoing thing about, like, Frodo giving... Or Sam giving Frodo strawberry-scented bubble baths in Rivendell. And, like, it's in every story. And that's what creates this narrative, though, because it, like, builds. Like, this is its own story Builds. It's like, at first, it's just a mere mention and it, uh, what's going to be hard for me is remembering which diary was which. But it, in the first diary, it's a mere mention. And then the next diary, it's like, this is very inconvenient. Strawberry bubbles everywhere. By the time we get to Gollum's diary, which is towards the end, it's like, ugh, strawberries. I hate strawberries. I've been lurking <laughs> around Rivendell, and I, I can't get through because there's strawberries. And, like, everybody's talking about it at the point where it becomes such a major thing. And then at one point, like, uh, I think it's in Frodo's diary, he talks about how, like, he appreciates Sam wanting give him a bath, but doesn't understand why he has to, uh, like, suck on his toes or something <laughs> while he's doing it. Which, you know, that brings me to, like, a problematic point, which is there's, like, a lot of, like, non-consent for weird sex
0: things in this, but... There's less, it, there's it, less it, non-consent for weird sex things and more consent for weird sex things <laughs> than one would expect, perhaps.
2: Yeah, but there's just a lot of, like, I don't understand why they wanted me to do this, but it seemed to make them happy. And it's like, that's very upsetting, like, as a tone. Because, like, wow, like, as a tone for sex, that is super upsetting.
1: Yeah. If we're talking about the um, Slash fan community, though, then this would be, like, a reference to the fact that, like, people end up in, like, porny situations all the time for no reason, and they're okay with it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, and a lot of times in this story, they ended up being okay with whatever happened, They
0: just didn't expect
2: to be okay. and like, that's fine. I don't mind that.
0: I think representative is this Pippin part, day nine. Sam all wrong about Boromir. Really very nice man. Invited me to go for a walk with him tonight and said he would let me blow his horn of Gondor. Can't wait. Later that night. Always thought blowing the horn of Gondor was supposed to summon armies of the West? Apparently not. Very educational, all the same. And so that's kind of the tone that we're talking about there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I do like... uh, I don't know, the call back later on with Mary made me laugh. Where Boromir asked me to go for a walk with him. I'm not falling for old Horn of Gondor trick. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, bloody hell, just this once. Okay, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, and I think the funny part of those scenes is like kind of the fact that, like, early on, it was Aragorn being like, I think Legolas is gay. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think these people are gay. And as the narratives progressed, it was more like not like I think they're gay or like I think I'm gay or I think someone's gay. It was more like, yeah, this is happening. Like <laughs> for real. Like everybody's gay. And we have totally acknowledged it at this point. Absolutely. Like as the narrator, which is weird because there's no narrator. But like there's an overarching narrative of everyone accepting that they're gay. And so the reluctancy... I think is kind of a funny part of the story, because it's very brief. It's like, oh no, I would know. I never. Oh yeah. yeah no, sure. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right.
1: I think my favorite joke was the um, somebody talking about somebody uh, wanting to do something to Frodo, and just the line Sam will kill him if he tries anything. Right. Just the because of the fact is that all these that. According to the story, all these people independently came up with the exact same line.
0: (laughs) Right. In the context of the universe of the very secret diaries. (laughs) It just makes it very true. Yeah.
1: It's very obvious to to everybody. Yeah.
0: I think my favorite thing related to Sam is his line at the end. Uh, Day 24. Let's see. Boromir killed by orcs. New orcs good for something. (laughs) Frodo off to Mordor. Taking me along. Hurrah. Mr. Frodo needs cheering up as seems inexplicably sorry to say goodbye to Gimli as well as is depressed and claims is now sure he will die a virgin in the barren wastelands of the Dark Lord's realm. We will see about that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just really funny because one would expect him to be responding to the dying in the wastelands of the Dark Lord's <laughs> yeah. realm. But no, it's like Sam's like, oh, no, yeah, he's going to die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll see about dying a virgin. Yeah,
1: yeah. Also, the... What I thought was funny was the uh, pointy wizard hat thing. Oh, yeah. Because when I first read it when I was younger, yeah. I was like, okay, this is like a reference to some sort of thing I'm I'm too young to understand. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm older, I come back and look at it. It's like, no, it's not a thing. <laughs> like, I like even theoretically, I don't know what sort of trick you could do it with a felt
2: hat. It was <laughs> super confusing at first because I thought it was something sexual because there's other references to hats that are sexual. But I think by the end of this, I determined it was not.
0: I think it's implied to be. No, I see where you're getting, Dom, is like everything phallic that could be made into mm-hmm. a joke, like yeah. helmets and horns of Gondor mm-hmm. is. And carrots. But then, and carrots. But yeah. then things that cannot practically be phallic are also made sexual and not yes. explained. Yeah, And it's just not, yeah. it doesn't make any sense at all. Like like you're saying, that through line about wizard's hats, where you're just like, what, what are you even talking like, about? No, that's
1: not a thing. I... No, no. <laughs>
0: Like, the pointy hat trick is especially
2: funny to me because it's applied to be something sexual throughout the whole story. And at the very end, there's, like, something... Oh, I don't even remember. It's, like, something that is just, like... And he performed the pointy hat trick for everybody, and it made them all happy. You're just like, wait a second, is that just a magic trick? Yeah, yeah like also... you just like have to question what is going
1: on. That also doesn't exclude it from being sexual. No, it nature. doesn't.
2: Like that's <laughs> it. Totally doesn't. But that's the funny part. Is it's just like totally, and I think
0: that's what you're pointing to. It's yeah. just ambiguous and strange. <laughs> all right, I think we're gonna keep this a short episode. Uh, there's a lot of funny jokes. You can read the fanfic. It's not that long. Uh, we're providing a link there. By the way, last week I think I said bit.ly rfrsecret, but that'll take you to the secret diary, like I was trying to avoid. So the new bit.ly link is <laughs> bit.ly slash rfrsecret2, like the numeral 2. But you can also just find it. Uh, the fan lore page links to the archived copy. There's a couple archived copies. You can read it. But before we close it out, there's a few things you have wanted to complain about in particular, Tori, that I see you holding yourself back on. Oh, man. <laughs> you know...
2: It's just, this is so true to the time that it was written in. Especially, you know, I'm familiar with slash fiction from the time. I would have found this so hilarious at like 13 or 14. But the thing is, is there's a lot of things that happen here that are like, not just, there's non-consensual sex, there's hyper-sexualization, and there's just this element of like, everybody being attracted to everybody which is not only, like, just not very believable, but it ends up being the author's, like, driving line. And I think that can be made to be funny, but it has to be funny in a way in which people are consenting because a lot of times stuff happens to the characters and they don't expect it to happen. It catches them by surprise. And sometimes they're happy about it and that's great and sometimes they're not. Like, sometimes sex is clearly non-consensual in this, and it becomes really not appealing, um, especially, like, like, the strawberry bubble bath thing where, like, Sam is trying to hit on Frodo, but Frodo doesn't get it. And and it's, like, he never catches on, and he's being taken advantage of. It's, so like, over and over again, and, like, Gandalf with his pointy Sauron. hand
0: trick. Oh, I'm you know. not Gandalf Sauron. Gandalf Balrog.
2: Yeah, Gandalf and the Balrog was really messed up. That's actually the best example, yeah. because they – it's – it could be funny, Gandalf had a relationship with the Balrog. That could be hilarious. And that is
0: funny in the Gollum story. Yeah. Where it seems to go down differently or, you know, it's unreliable.
2: <laughs> yeah. It could have been hilarious. Like, they're exes. And everybody talks about it. And, right. like, it's like, oh, he fell into shadow. But it's because he was with his ex. And he was hashing because that was his ex. But then he says, the Balrog made me do unspeakable things before getting out. And, like, mm-hmm. talks about having, like, burns on his dick and stuff. And it's like... Wow, like it could have been a funny joke about exes hashing things out post relationship, and instead it was sexual assault and manipulation. And there's a lot of like manipulative stuff in this, like Boromir trying to manipulate Mary and Pippin and then not distinguishing between them, which is terrible, you know? Like, God, like a badge of what that feels like, and a lot of objectification. So the thing is, is like, and those things are played for jokes. I just think the author could have done without the the bad jokes and just gone with the good jokes because there are a lot of good jokes in here like good sex jokes you know so that that's my complaint
0: and let us use our usual disclaimer here that the author wrote this 18 to 7 18 to 16 years ago and probably would do it differently now if uh Successful young adult author Cassandra Clare was going to write a Lord of the Rings crackfic about sex, which she probably got out of her system a long time ago. Yeah, cold harsh light of twenty nineteen. Right, exactly. Totally, and like I said, so not trying to attack the author or anything.
1: Yeah,
2: at the age I was when this was written, I probably would have loved it because I wouldn't have been critical of it either. We live in a new era, and we've all grown. So
0: I've been saying two thousand two, but apparently December two thousand one is when the first post was. My mistake.
1: That's okay. You'll just be penalized. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> I'm going to have all the listeners writing in shouting at me. <laughs> Anything else we want to complain about? Um, it could have been longer. <laughs> it could have been longer. I, I mean, I always find it just a little bit annoying when someone finishes a work such as The Very Secret Diaries, Fellowship of the Ring. Mm-hmm. Starts a next part and then it just only starts a little bit. Yeah. It's like, I wish the Two Towers parts hadn't been there rather than be there and complete. <laughs> you know? But um, that's just me being like a really like um, wanting everything just so, like I do. Yeah. But yeah. On,
1: on the other hand, that means it didn't go on for too long. Didn't that's also true. Anymore. That's true. So maybe
0: it, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> It's probably not, in fact, a bad thing because the jokes would have been worn to the ground if they'd gone through all three movies worth.
1: It could have been, or yeah. they could have evolved new jokes as it went on. I think it would
2: have been totally possible to evolve new jokes because, like, even just reading new the characters. two towers yeah. ones, yeah. they were like funnier and more evolved. But like, the, all the stories evolved as this, or all the diaries evolved well, as, like, as this one. As more an
1: more. example, um, if you watch the show Archer, they. Have a lot of jokes that they run into the ground all the time, mm-hmm. but they rotate them out and they and they uh, grow into new jokes and t- to the point where like you can watch an episode and kind of going by the jokes, kind of figure out w- where it is
0: in the, in the timeline. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah, well, okay. So you're right. It could have been good, but at least it was not bad. It yeah. Did not. It did not turn <laughs> into like too long. Yeah. So you're right. That is a plus. By the way, I'm. I noticed just now, and something I never noticed before, that the Theoden part of Two Towers had a co-writer. So we should not say that Cassandra <laughs> Clare wrote all of this hmm. because there was a co-writer for one of the parts.
1: And that was the mm-hmm. only one that didn't have the uh, Sam will kill him if he tries anything line. Oh, coincidence? Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe. <laughs> the co-writer seems to have been named Mad Lori Laurie, Laurie Summers, another multi-fandom fan writer. Hmm. Oh, jeez. Writer of the Paradigm of Uncertainty. That was one of the big-name Harry Potter fanfics back in the day. Wow. Yeah. Like, one of the several, like, on the same level as um, Dracodormian's. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that kind of level. That's, like, a fanfic I actually read back when the Harry Potter books were coming out, when I was <laughs> not involved with the fandom at all.
1: Hmm.
0: Okay. So, yeah, that person. R- later wrote some Sherlock fanfic and stuff. Dipped their finger in the theodin.
1: Maybe you want to rephrase that.
0: I don't think I do, <laughs> given our topic.
1: In the context of this fanfic, yeah.
0: Yes. Let's see, any other complaints? I think, yeah, other than the squeaky parts, like, I mean, I also just, like, frowned with, you know, the... The Gandalf, yeah. Balrog part, like the parts that just don't sit well in 2019. The parts that are sexual assault, yeah. The parts that are sexual assault. Other than that, I I feel like it held up a lot better than I was expecting it to when I assigned it.
1: Definitely. I was, because this was when I read back in the day, and I remember there being a lot of inappropriate jokes. I And just our experience so far, going back and revisiting stuff like this, mm-hmm. I, I thought this was going to be a lot more problematic than it was.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's funnier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah,
1: true.
2: yeah. Like, for all the problematic <laughs> elements of it, like, most of it was fine. And because I was set up with some problematic elements, like, I kind of cringed every time it lended itself towards, like, oh, someone's going to have sex, is it going to be non-consensual? And, like, most of the time it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I do think most of the sex jokes were actually funny. There were just, like, a handful of times when it was not.
0: Okay. So I think that basically is our praise, that... Yeah. It's still pretty funny. It's you can probably go read it. It's very short, so you may as well. And that's our that's our praise. It's good. <laughs> Next week, if all goes well, we're going to be doing another Revolutionary Girl Utena fanfic. Despite that kind of being my fandom, I've managed to avoid it for a while because I it's not the easiest topic or probably the most popular topic. But We'll see if we can read Ever After, which is a fairly well-regarded Utana fanfic from 2002. You can find a link there at bit.ly/rfrafter. I think it involves gender swap Sionji, but like it's it, it's canon-based. It's like something happens to him. I mean, this is the same universe with exploding curry, so like why not? <laughs> but I think it's Toga Sionji, and like everything about this sounds terrible. But it was actually well received, so I'm kind of interested in delving into it and seeing if it's any good at all. And I've never read it.
2: Okay.
0: You'll have to trust my judgment. <laughs> I'll just let that hang there for a
1: moment. I mean, it's not about Digimon, so it should be okay, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, as long as it has Digimon. And wait, no, I
0: have on. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. see. <laughs> Isn't a Digimon crossover? No. Uh, I mean, I've definitely spent more than one hour of my life thinking about a Pokemon. Utna crossover, but that lends itself much better. It's just like, what what would they use to duel with, right?
2: To be fair, Amado, how would you know?
0: <laughs> well, there would be more cute animals. Well, Anthy has an Apom, is the thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is the thing.
0: That is a thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and Utna's, you know, everyone has a partner Pokemon, right? Everyone's going to have like a partner, mm-hmm. and so Utna's partner would be Prince Primplup for sure. Prin- Print Primplop, because Prince, because because it's a prince. Penguin. I, I, I,
1: I yeah. guess who has the living sword as their uh, partner?
0: I don't think anyone gets that. It's just a little <laughs> bit too cool.
2: <laughs> mm. Hone edge is that what it
0: is? Yeah, hone edge is the sword, yeah. and then it picks up another sword, and then it gets picks up a shield and loses one of the swords. Yeah. And I was glancing at the spoilers for Pokemon Sword and Shield for like Pokemon stat adjustments, mm. and it seems like the only Pokemon whose stats they changed was. Slash, which is the last of that line. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, the sword and shield Pokemon.
1: Yeah. And oh. I was like,
0: at least that's all that Cerebi had up at the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and I was like, oh, did they buff it a little bit? Because that was already really, really good. But it seems like they actually debuffed it a little bit and made it a little bit weaker. Huh. It was uber tier. It was really, really good. So I guess they just decided to take it down a notch. Instead of 150 attack and 150 defense in their respective modes, down to 140.
1: Oh. Hmm. Well, fuck it then. Forget
0: it. I know. Barely worth using.
1: <laughs> throw that, throw that Pokémon out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anything with less than 145 attack, it's just like garbage tier. Just
1: get the heck out of my face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Where was I? Um, yeah, that's next episode. <laughs> no Pokémon. No duelists with Pokémon. Maybe some Psy on G. We'll see. As for this, this was episode 64 of Retro Fanfic Retrospective, The Very Secret Diaries by Cassandra Clare. Again, you can find a link there at bit.ly slash rfrsecret2. The intro song for this fanfic is The Weekly Fair off of the album Popey's Incredible Adventure by Komiku. The outro song is Run Against the Universe from the same album. You can find that album and other works by Komiku at loyaltyfreakmusic.com. You can find our website at retrofanficretrospective.podbean.com or bit.ly slash retrofanfic. If you have questions, comments, or thoughts about the episode, you can contact us at Twitter at RetroFanfic, or Facebook at RetroFanfic, or Reddit at FanficRetrospective. You could send us an email at RetroFanficRetrospective at gmail.com. You're just spoiled for choice. It's the internet (laughs) in 2019. You can also leave comments on whatever service you use to listen to us. Uh, Is there somewhere you can just download an MP3 and not engage with a service? LimeWire? Uh,
1: the website. <laughs> yeah, I guess just
0: right. on the website you can do that. Huh?
1: Yeah, you can just download the MP3 off
0: the individual posts. Download, yeah. You could have an MP3 on your hard drive.
1: Well, I, I have several myself, but I, I made them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Even in 2019, it's still an option to not hook everything into an account or an app. It's hard, Is though.
1: It? I, yeah. for, for the laptop I had, I had to fight Microsoft to deactivate it from different yeah. accounts and just be an offline thing.
0: It's a messed up world, y'all. Keep fighting the good fight, everyone. Download the MP3. Avoid social media. In fact, you probably just shouldn't go to the Podbean website at all. Just don't listen to us. Stop it. Get off the internet.
1: And stopping your taxes mm-hmm. and buy gold and bury it in the yard. And...
0: Mm-hmm. Just print out your fanfic like we used to. <laughs> and, and stuff it under it. your mattress. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tori, didn't you say you dredged up like a Sailor Moon fanfic that you had printed out way back in the day? Yeah. Do like, have it?
2: Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I kept the copy. I printed it out on my home <laughs> printer.
0: I might have some Sailor Moon fanfics that my high school girlfriend printed out, and like that I ended up with for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> it's the better way to read. It's a better way to live. That's true. Retro. Yep. Anyway, I'm Amato.
2: I'm Tori, son of Venus. I'm Dom
1: Venus. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> that raises a lot of questions. <laughs> No, uh no relation it's just you yeah, know just sounds yeah, it it the same just, just happens It's spelled it
2: differently yeah. <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> i we're i have two e's and
0: three yeah e's. <laughs> anyway we're just three earth life forms trying to be nice to each other until next time take care still not king
1: were you trying to be king
0: <laughs> Well, no one said i was trying to be king i'm just still not. <laughs> just noting just come to think yeah. of it you do kind of look like aragorn That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. (laughs) But I did take a bath more recently.
2: Well, it's not evident. I mean, (laughs) um, no, you totally did, of course.
1: We definitely figured it out (laughs) by (laughs) now. Uh, I think that's good. Can I get a little bit more from a model? Uh,
0: what part do you want from me, Dom? What more, do you want from me?
1: More podcast level? More
0: podcast level talking. Yes. Podcast levels of discourse. <laughs> um, let, um. Let me see. I got a Pokemon, and it's a rabbit. And It hops around, and it gave me a fist bump when I chose it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you name that's it anything?
0: Great. Oh, yeah. Well, way back in, like, Leaf Green and Fire Red, I named... Um, a Nidoran male and Nidoran female, Mr. Bun and Mrs. Bun, after my stuffed rabbits. And the younger member of the Bun family is Bitty Bun, in addition to Pinky Bun, who got lost. So uh, Biddy Bun is the name of this one. It's going to turn into some kind of hulking fire monster, I'm sure, and still be named Bitty Bun.
1: There's a... Because <laughs> a, 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 I'm trying to name everything I, I catch, mm-hmm. just so I can don't throw it away. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I understand. Yeah. So, and the, there's, I've done that in there's some a games. bunny mob pretty early on, and I, I named that one Mr. Bun. <laughs> okay. As uh.
0: As the a motto reference or the Calvin and Hobbes reference?
1: As that's what you name a rabbit.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I've done games where I've named everything like that, but this game I'm going the other direction, where once it earns a nickname, I'll give it one.
1: Well, the fact that they that's have the, harsh. the name reader yeah. every. Pokemon Center makes
0: it much easier. Yeah. Um, Well, when I say earns a nickname, I mean like once I decide I actually want to keep it around for a while, Mm. which is not at all settled for most of these guys. You know, I've always like kept all the Pokemon that I've caught. Mm -hmm. I just
2: I don't uh, I don't catch that money. I try to limit my supply.
1: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I I try to get what I come across, and it piles up in a junk drawer.
2: That used I, to be my strategy, and I, I was like, I don't actually want that.
0: <laughs> I have a living Pokédex with one of every Pokemon. Yeah. Except Marshadow. I don't have a Marshadow. Mm. You have like Marshadow.
1: Comic book villain.
0: <laughs> I totally used to do that, though. I used I to make sure I got like too. every single thing. <laughs>
1: piles of legendaries. Yeah.
0: Piles?
2: like they're just like piled up in a corner. Basically. Kind of, like, stacked
1: on top. you sure like, this is the like, best
0: way to store them? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, great! It's another bikini. Okay.
2: Let's stack it on top of the other one.
0: I understand I can't be beaten if I've got a Victini. Uh. It pretty much covers everything, I think.